0: Barry Allen, and I am the fastest man alive. When I was a child, I saw my mother killed by something impossible. My father went to prison for her murder. Then an accident made me the impossible. To the outside world, I'm an ordinary forensic scientist, but secretly, I use my speed to fight crime and find others like me. And one day, I'll find who killed my mother and get justice for my father. I am the Flash.
1: Hello, Towelites, and welcome to the ninth episode of Towelite Talk. Uh, I'm Chris. This is Casey. And we are here to talk about the awesome season finale of the first season of The Flash. We're just going to talk about the whole first season of The Flash. Uh, let's do it.
2: Yeah. Just let's just...
1: <laughs> I mean, the season finale is is what's really uh, on everybody's mind right now. Um, so we're going to go back a little bit. Uh, we, did the, we did our initial podcast about... The Flash, uh, kind of leading into what was going to come for the rest of the season after the, I guess, it was the mid-season break, right?
2: We were wrong about everything. Yep, uh, we will admit
1: that <laughs> there is. The, we're really bad at predicting the future. Um, I wish we had the power of the Speed Force to uh, see more, but um, <laughs> we uh, there was a lot of surprises, uh, a lot of shock moments, um, tear-jerkers, uh, and just epic epic storylines uh this season i mean we're talking about a show that week after week uh did not slow down uh there was yeah of course there was some goofier episodes but i mean we're talking about a comic book tv show here so i'm i'm willing to forgive uh, a little bad writing sometimes uh unlike agent the shield which is an entire bad season of uh writing so yes yeah this
2: was uh this is my favorite comic book television show this year um, even though I got really hardcore into The Walking Dead and blazed through 140 issues in like two weeks and the, the comic book, or sorry, the TV show is extremely faithful to, um, to the comic itself. Really? Oh yeah. Like no, there's, maybe, there's maybe some, I won't read it now. Yeah. There's some downer episodes. That you're just kind of like, eh, I don't really need it. And there's obviously characters who live and characters who die, which are different from the comic. But the plot lines, like they they get it, they nail those characters
1: too. That's but cool. um the Flash. I mean, it's kind of easy when it really involves walking around most of the show. I mean, it's not really that complicated. Really? Is yeah. that what you think? Yeah, I think we should move on to The Flash. Okay. Because we should save that for another episode.
2: I, I think that uh, <laughs> it helps that the creator of the show created... or The creator of the yes. comic created the show. I agree. Um, but The Flash is, as far as being faithful to the comic, you know, I think it's extremely faithful as well. Um, as far as, like... I feel like I'm reading, you know, I'm watching a comic and I'm reading <laughs> when I watch The Flash.
1: Yeah, I get really upset when I read these comments online about how people don't like the show. I really don't know. Who doesn't know, like this show? Uh, Scrooges, man. These these geeks that just have nothing better to do but bitch about things. Because you got to take a look at the whole... Like, have you ever watched a TV show that the entire season just impressed you so much? Like, this is a show the that... Flash. Yeah. I mean, there's so There's, like lost first you know first couple seasons where like you can't wait to the next week it's like the the flash was like oh my gosh why can't i watch next week's episode already um uh and we've been comparing to daredevil which uh was amazing in its own right uh but you were able to binge watch the entire show and i did i watched 10 hours of that so you know we're getting these great shows based on these comic book characters that are finally very faithful to the characters uh, themselves. So uh, let's let's move on to um, kind of where we left off. Um,
2: well, I want to ask, like, what yeah. are some of your highlights from this season? <laughs> this, like, just the overall season feeling before we get into the
1: season finale and what's to come. I guess, I guess my, I guess the biggest thing is just how much this is a it departed from its 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 brother show, Arrow. Um, with Arrow, you have this very realistic gritty um, vigilante TV show that's very based in reality or was based in reality. It's starting to open up more, thanks to this, to The Flash. But The Flash is like, it's that science fiction um, superhero show. And we're going to say super because, you know, these people have powers. uh, And we, you know, it's it's just something really amazing to see on TV, Um, especially when like, you know, our biggest thing against agents of shield at the first was like, where are the supers? Where are these people with powers? You know, why do we have, um, comic book TV shows? And it's just, you know, very blah. Um, and this, and I think the air, the, the flash has turned to turn that around and through it, we're starting to see even more greater things coming like legends of tomorrow, um, Supergirl. Um, so it's, it's, it's proven that people will accept um, the more out there concepts of comic books now, and um, I can't wait for season two.
2: Yeah, it was the most fulfilling show. like I already said it's my favorite comic book show on television, but it was fun, consistently yes. fun. Like I hate the Nolanverse movies because they're so gritty and, and real and it's like I know Batman. I know that he fights a character made out of clay, like, and I accept it. You know what I mean? And and I think that with those movies, they're a huge slap in the face to DC fans, and they're a huge slap in the heads to the general public thinking that they can't accept something that's not fantastic. So um, I think at least with The Flash, they go... Who cares? Yeah, this guy controls weather. And fuck it, that's the first episode. Yes, this gorilla has the ability to mess with people's minds. And I mean, the gorilla looks amazing. The CGI in this show, the entire show was, you know, I won't say Hollywood level CGI, but it's up there. You know what I mean? Like, it's gonna be very curious to see what it's like when we get... $150 $150 million movie of The Flash, like, what that's going to look like, and I'm more than excited um, to see that. But for television, this is insane. Gorilla Grodd looked like... It wasn't cheesy. Like, that was the biggest thing, was this is going to look like a cheesy thing, and it, it didn't. Um... You know, seeing, like, that multiple man, I, I can't remember what his name was, but when he's fighting all those guys, it was like watching, like, the first Matrix, and he has to fight all those Mr. Smiths, but it actually looked cooler than that. Like, that CGI was worse than what we got. Well, I guess that makes sense. We're in the future. But anyways, um, just just fun. You know, I loved every single character on the show, even Eddie, who's probably the weakest one, and not acting-wise, just as far as, like, developed character and all that. And I'm sure in Season 2, that's going to change. But um I I just like everybody on this show.
1: I thought they did a good job with Eddie, um, especially when <coughs> they let him in on the secret. It really made him part of that, um, more part of the show, more part of the team, and that, I guess, secret that they were all keeping from Iris, which was a, which was a good plot point because you could have really just dropped Eddie from the show at any point. But... As we'll talk about in a few minutes, um, you know, he's a huge part of the season finale. No,
2: I think the only thing about Eddie is that you know he's not going to end up with Iris. And, like, that's his inevitability. So, there's yeah, there's many times until you find out that he's related to Eobard Thon that it's like okay, why Okay, why is this guy here? Like, yeah, he's a cool guy and all, and he's a nice guy, and he's a good cop, but, like, I don't care. But as soon as it was, like, Thawne, it was like, wait a second. <laughs> and, I mean, we knew that from the beginning his last name was Thawne. Right. But we did not know that Harrison Wells, we had no idea that Harrison Wells was who he
1: was. Right, So like, shapeshifter.
2: <laughs> yeah, so to have him be Eobard and be related to Eddie... That made Eddie the more... I mean, like I said, if everybody else is a 10 and Eddie's only a 9 because of who he is as a character, he's still a fucking great character.
1: <laughs> Agreed. Agreed.
2: So this this season um, of television is just phenomenal.
1: Yeah, I mean, we've... it's It just seems like every year um, it exponentially gets better. Uh, we're introduced to new shows. Uh, I mean, we have... Legends of Tomorrow and Supergirl from the same, you know, same creators coming out next season. Uh we have Titans coming out soon. Um you know, it's just like this is this is the age of superheroes on TV. It's a good day to be a geek. It's a good it's a great day to be a geek. Um and it's just it's only going to get better as as these seasons go on. And I mean, as they've promised, if you're impressed with everything that's happened in season 1 with The Flash, they have a lot more in store for you for season 2. And we'll, we see that uh, through, you know, a lot of the, the visions he has when he's in the Speed Force, and we'll get to that in a little bit.
2: Yeah, I want to harken back a little bit to our first podcast where we were completely shocked about some of the things that happened. Like I, like we said, you didn't think that Harrison Wells could have been a bad guy at all. Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> that was... Uh, Like, that whole backstory was was crazy. Um, Didn't think that he would be using as many of his speed powers as he did. Never thought he was going to phase. Never thought he was going to do the tornado arms. No. Um, Never thought he was going to go back in time. (laughs) No. None of those things entered my mind at the first season that they were going to be like, fuck it, do it, do it all, get it out there. I mean, yes, he's still like... Okay, he only went through time well twice. He did twice, but once with assistance. Right, the first time he did it on accident. Right, and like the same thing with like the tornado arms. It's like Harrison Wells is pushing him to do it. He has yet to really uh, use these abilities to the fullest capacity. Obviously, like Reverse Flash does, where it doesn't take him like like Reverse Flash. The reason why he's so good is that he is fully confident in all of his abilities. Whereas Barry obviously is just learning about them. Doesn't even know about most of them. And it was just awesome to see those scenes where he did what we know he can do. What he eventually can do. But it was amazing to go through that journey with him as a character.
1: Oh, yes. I agreed. Um, I, I'm also impressed by the <coughs> amount of, of supervillains or metahumans that they did introduce Yeah, episode after episode. It was like metahuman of the week. Uh, but it was used very smartly because uh, you had that overarching um, plot. But then you would just have like these different bad guys show up every week, and then Cisco would name them. Um, so it was it was cool to see um, some familiar faces show up, um, some not some familiar uh, you know D list villains. Uh, so it was it was cool to like be able to just kind of go and look up like uh, the bug eyed bug eyed villain or whatever played by um, the Miss dude. No 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 the chick the chick from uh, Walking Dead uh, Emily. Oh gosh. Yeah. That, that was, was the worst. It was a bad ever. episode, but at the same time, it was a neat. It was such a whoever Bath is, yeah, and she's a great actress, but uh. it's a weird, weird villain. <clears throat> but like that was kind of the example, of, like that or that peekaboo character, um, all these obscure DC villains that you know DC is really well known for. Are is their is their villain villain library, and that's something that um, you know with the Suicide Squad movie coming up, I'm excited to see. Uh, them kind of get the spotlight, Uh, something that Marvel hasn't really done a, you know, a a knockout job doing, um, is is with villains. So (laughs) it's like, (laughs) um, (coughs) I personally, I have a lot of, um, favorite villains, a lot more favorite villains in the DC universe than I do in the Marvel. So it's cool to see them week after week show up on this show. Who is your favorite villain this year of the year? Um, I mean, era or, or sorry, wise, just Flash on the Flash. I you know I really liked um, the fact that with Captain Cold and Heatwave, I like that they showed up. Um, a lot of people like don't like him for some reason. They say he's a little, I don't know, bad actor or whatever. But it, he was cheesy. It was funny. He fit in perfectly into that role, um, and they actually they did a really good job keeping that character faithful to its to its comic to his comic book counterpart because they have that um, you know they have values and they're not exactly bad guys they're they're bad guys but they're not killers. You know, they heat a little crazier, but Captain Cold has those morals of not killing cops or he's just a thief. You know, he doesn't want to be a super villain. Um, which, you know with him being included in Legends of Tomorrow is an interesting thing as well that he's part of no, that they're team. They're both in there. Right, and Heatwave. But yeah. it's like, it seems like Heatwave is, like, led around like a dog by by Captain Cole, kind of like, because uh, he's a little bit more
2: on the, I would say, darker side. Me being a Prison Break fan, to see Dominic Purcell and Wentworth Miller back again, got me super excited and they are a lot like they are at that show because Wentworth is like the genius who comes up with the plan to break his brother out of jail his brother is I won't say an idiot at, at all but I mean just like not obviously as calculating as his counterpart and they they do the same thing in this role and Wentworth Miller to to let him go like full comic with um being just cheesy as all out like he really is like yeah. the lines that he comes He's very up dramatic with, like, he is everything <laughs> he says is like so snarky it's so like just over the top super villain that i know um my co-host on gourmet scum radio uh my cousin chris hates those two characters because they're so cheesy but i'm like they are who they are in the comics, I mean yeah they maybe they could have graduated from like nineteen sixties comics, but I don't care, yeah. I think it's hilarious, <laughs> and
1: that's and it it's a it's a good it's a good comparison to like these darker villains we see on Arrow um that they are they are a lot more there's a lot more cheese used on the show um and that it's it just it's what makes it a fun time, like we were saying, <laughs> so it was it it's. It is what it is, and that's the beauty of these two shows. That this is kind of stemmed out of a darker TV show that was supposed to be set more in like that realistic world that Nolan set up with the Batman trilogy. Uh, when people still apparently wanted that, I don't know who really wanted that, but um, oh, yeah. millions I of people did. Yeah, well, <laughs> millions of people are wrong. Um, <coughs> so it's it's a it's a great show, and it like it started it, it started great progressed great and it ended beautifully
2: it ended on a whole new level of, it did of television oh my gosh <laughs> that was one of the best season finales of a tv show i've ever seen
1: yeah i agree
2: um all right so i guess do you want to get into that now yeah
1: let's talk about the season finale um because it's it was last last week the season finale for right now. well for these guys it was a few weeks ago
2: yeah um the season finale, we will talk about some other of the other stuff that happened in the season because the thing about the season finale that was so great was that there was many ties to the rest of the season and what we're going to maybe see in the future as well. Um, it was an all-encompassing season finale. And like the last few episodes leading up to it, you know, seeing what Harrison Wells' kind of plan was, um, kidnapping Eddie... Uh, Iris and, and Barry's relationship a little bit more. Um, you know, we got a lot of crazy stuff that was happening leading up to it and all culminated into that that beautiful episode. Um, so, first, what's your overall thoughts, season finale? I mean, just like as far as season
1: finales go, I know what I just said. I, you know, for about, I would say it was 40, like... If you watch it in an hour with commercials, all right, if you don't, it's like 40 minutes, right? Full. So in that, for that 40 minutes, you're watching about 25 minutes of drama, which yes. is fine. It yeah. was, it was. he had a big decision to make. Big drama. Huge, huge decision to make. And it was like about the time when he went back to talk to Joe the second time when I was like, can we just do this already? Because it was... It, it, as much as like I wanted like to watch the action, it really used the drama well because it really didn't do that much during the season. Um, it was more of a fun show. It was like always very fast paced, but the season finale was like, should I do this? Should I not do this? Um, would I? Do I want to give up everything now to save my mom? Um, and then it unleashes everything in the last fifteen minutes, which is fine, um, and it was epic. Um, but that decision, it's, it's really kind of like, here, here's, here, I'm going to, let's talk about the one thing I don't like about it because there's so much other stuff. I, I, like I about have it. a
2: thing I don't like you gone. Uh.
1: This, the, and a lot of people have talked about this where, you know, he wants to, he, it's almost like they're telling him, you know, do this for yourself. You've done so much for other people. It's time to do something for yourself. But the flip side of that, if you're going to do this, you're going to change everything. Everything that just happened. You're gonna you know, like. Why did. Why did like. Caitlin and 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 Firestorm get married, which was kind of like a. It was kind of a stupid thing in my eyes. It was really? fine. I yeah, thought it was awesome. It, it was fine, but it was like you're gonna. You're gonna let your friends get married, and then you're gonna change it. <laughs> you know. Wow. you know what I mean. I mean that. Like, I just <laughs> like that song about crowded house means. So. <laughs> That's cool. Um, it just seemed like. It, everybody was so supportive of him changing everything good that had happened during the season that in order, like he's going to like, he's done so much good and he's going to go back and just end that, you know? So it was kind of like, it was sad and it was frustrating because I just, as a superhero and, you know, he makes the right choice of course in the past, which is a good payout, but watching it during this whole, like, during that first 25 minutes or whatever, you're just like, man, what would you do? You know, it's it's a tough question.
2: I thought it was, like, the most stupid question ever. Like, because it was so obvious. You're not going to save your mom to destroy everything. Not only everything that you created in the last season, but you're literally going to destroy the future because if you fail
1: then you go and kill everybody. Like, in all of Central... Or um, The life of one outweighs the many. You know, that's the whole... Like, you have a minute and 42... A minute and 52, which pays homage to the DC universe, but you have a minute and 52 seconds to get yeah. out of there or the whole world dies. Yeah. Is that worth your mom's life? Yeah. I think you only had 52 seconds. It was like a minute and It
2: was like... It was clearly it was, a new 52. Yeah. But, um... No, I was just like, you wouldn't... No one in a million years would do this. This is the stupidest thing ever. And, of course, it's Flashpoint. I mean, it's a Flashpoint paradox. Like, we we see it in the comics. We saw it in the amazing animated – DC animated movie um, where he does it and it screws up everything. And um, I guess I was just like – they're telling you, okay, if you don't hit it at this exact speed – everything blows up and then if you do it and then there's a giant wormhole that opens and everything gets destroyed so it's like really flash like you have so many things saying against this decision even though joe is like really the main proponent of you doing it but it's like that is also stupid why would you just want to give up this relationship and his
1: dad was the only smart one Right. It was like, no, like don't be the, an idiot. And he's the one sitting in prison. You know, yeah. it's like I gotta get my dad out of jail, I gotta save my mom. You know, it's just yeah. What would that life have even been like? I don't
2: even wanna know. You know what I mean? It was like okay, so his dad would have been the flesh. Well here's my <laughs> other thing, and we'll talk we'll talk about that. Um, <laughs> that I was curious about is that so you go back in the past and you save your mom, but that means you still have to go back to the wormhole, right? So that all that would have done was created another timeline where you're living as a normal person, but you still would have gone back, which means that it didn't even matter to begin with, right?
1: There's something I read online. It's like um, there are so many questions at this show, like confusing things and questions or anomalies and paradoxes that this, this whole show created, this whole episode created on its own, that if you think about it, it'll make your brain explode. But instead we just sat there we enjoyed it uh for what it was and it just you know it just it played out um but i do want to ask that question. <laughs> you should ask that question because it's like because if he's coming back then
2: did it even matter like then i guess it would have created a timeline is that,
1: is that wormhole even there i don't know because would have he didn't have to go back in time but so <laughs>
2: right yeah if you go okay so he goes back and everyone knows that he's flashing everything. Like, what difference would it have made if he then? Okay, so I guess what the the theory would have been this: if he would have saved his mom, and then he goes back, then he would have ended up in the uh, particle accelerator area, and I don't know, disintegrated because it's going at that point. Or everybody at Star's Lab would have been like, "What? Do you, who are you? How are you here? Why do you have these powers to run really fast? Like what?
1: It wouldn't have <laughs> been one because. They said that. Or would his powers just disappear once he went back? Wells didn't, Wells went back, um went back in time <clears throat> to fast forward the creation of the Flash. So really the Flash wasn't created for another, say, five to ten years in that reality. Remember he said that? Um, because he needed that to happen. In order he, for him to time travel, because he was stuck in that time period, he created the, the whole particle accelerator and fast-forwarded time a little bit in order to have the Flash be created so he could go back. No, okay, so... So, if, so the Flash wouldn't have been created anyhow, yeah. because it would have wiped that whole timeline.
2: If, if his mom if, would have left... It's too complicated. <laughs> yeah, if his, if his mom would have been left alive, then Eobar Thawne would have still been there, but then... Would he just have gone and killed her the next
1: day? Would I he, don't know. Would he have been? Would, he, would it have just been Harrison Wells never died? You know, these are the kind of things that... You know, I'm going to have to jump forward because now yeah. we're talking about it. And now
2: I have to ask the question of... Okay, so we know at the end of the episode, Eddie goes and shoots himself
1: in the heart. Oh, my God. And he dies, which what a, what a, like, nobody expected at well, all. I mean, it's like... you 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 thought he was going to leave the show, basically, because he knew the future. Harrison Wells or Elberth like, tells, tells him, him the future. He knows, like, Thawne knows, like, it's why he kidnapped him. He knows that he's the only threat to his existence, um, which I don't understand why he didn't feed him and stuff, why Eddie was so fucked up when they saved him. But it was like, um, when, when Eddie shot himself, that's another thing. So what happens? So Eddie shoots so himself Thawne's in the heart, he dies. So that means in the future...
2: There is no Eobar Thon, mm-hmm. which means that Eobar Thon did not create the
1: Flash, right? Well, he <laughs> na- well in the real timeline, before he went back, the Flash was created anyhow by Harrison, because Harrison Wells creates the, the Particle Accelerator like five to ten years later, whatever it was. He had to go back, take over Harrison Wells' body, create the Particle Accelerator earlier. That. Oh, you're
2: saying that's the only reason? So you're saying the particle accelerator was still existing and the flash still would have been made?
1: A little bit farther in the but future. But don't you
2: think... But the whole reason that the particle accelerator exploded was because of Eobard Thon fucking it up. Right. It wasn't because of Harrison Wells screwing up
1: anything. No, I know. But this is a different... This was explained by Thon that why he went back... When he got stuck in that time period, yeah. it was explained that way. It does, we don't know why the Flash was created. We don't know how it happened in that other timeline. But it was all those events were fast-forwarded so that Thon could travel back to the future and get home.
2: Okay, so Thawne doesn't exist. Right, so he doesn't we kill go, Barry's mother. He doesn't kill Barry's mother. And then the Flash presumably probably wouldn't have been created. Like, what does this, so what does this do in the next season? Right. That edithon has gone, which means Earbarn's gone, mm-hmm. which means Dr. Wells is alive. Does he show up? Mm-hmm. Does he come from, because he was over at Arrow's place. Um, he was in Central City. Right. Or uh, Star, what city is that called again? Starling. Starling City. So he's in Starling City. So then does Harrison Wells, because we know that Tom Cavanagh's got to come back. What
1: <laughs> these these paradoxes are like brains melting? Right they now. are. They are, and it's 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 tough to think about that stuff because this and that's the kind of the awesome thing about this show and what what this whole time travel thing has opened up for it. These timelines, these multiverses. Um, that if we we continue to sit, we could probably sit here for two hours and, and talk about the different aspects of what happened. Um, all I know is that like Tom Cavanaugh is back for season two. He is in it. Um, I'm, In whatever capacity. Whatever capacity. And we would hope to assume that... It's Harrison Wells. Well,
2: not Harrison. That I assume he's Harrison Wells again because he's just so good. Right. Yeah, but... um, I, And I can't, for the life of me, remember who plays uh, Eddie. But do yeah. we want to assume that he's coming back? Or do you think he's dead? Or do you think he comes back at the mid-season finale?
1: There's... There's uh, there's rumors out there of what character like Blue cobalt and and that he's Booster Gold and all these weird theories. I, I don't believe, which I don't believe any of that stuff. that stuff because people don't know what they're talking about. But I don't think he's gone. Um, either that, or something happens where he becomes the like Professor Zoom. The I believe he would
2: Flash. become the Reverse Flash. Yeah. And so I think that when he got sucked through that wormhole, he probably got sucked to a future where he. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Something changes him. I guess we'll find out.
1: Let's go back, because I know we're going so far forward. (laughs) I mean, his sacrifice, let's talk about the sacrifice, like where we just started. I mean, that was something I didn't see coming. No. It was, like, even him trying to fight to get Iris back, even though he knew it was revealed the future to him, he was like, I don't care about the future. Fight the future. Fight the future. <laughs> <laughs> that was really, you know, that was like some of the best um, development for his character this season because it was always kind of like, yeah, he's going to get fucked over. He's going to get he, Iris is going to leave him for Barry. Da 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 da. But it was it was it was emotional because it was like, yes, he's going to fight for the girl he loves, um, and then he sacrifices himself to save everybody, which was like shocking <laughs> um,
2: yeah no i didn't i didn't see it coming i mean should've. i know yeah like um they were alluding to it dr steiner had had said that he was the unknown variable in that yeah. whole situation he had the choice he was the only one to have the choice to change anything so there there was all that but even still I didn't see. No, I didn't see that coming. I think I was just
1: too caught up in everything else that was going on. Yeah. I, I didn't focus on that. But um, and I think that's how they got you. Right, it was such a smart plot device. To do it oh, that yeah. way. It was. Yeah. It was so. It was so smart. So going back to e- Eobard,
2: um, the Flash at the beginning of the episode says, "Why did you do this? Why did you kill my my mom? Like, what is it about me?" And we find out that he comes from 136 years in the future, and Barry is there 136 years in the future, and they're arch enemies, and that he hates him. So the question posed by that is, huh. how is Barry alive 136 years later, and why? What about it that makes him hate Barry Allen so much?
1: Here's the other thing: the new what? What date is that newspaper? 2025. 24 I think so that's only nine years until the crisis right okay yeah
2: so whatever it's a, it's like it does match up I think to like DC's cinematic timeline I'm pretty sure like if you were to go after Justice League and then after Cyborg and all that which is
1: 2020
2: right I think like then you jump ahead it whatever it was is oh it yeah it's 2024 because it's ten years later from the flash premiering. Right, I remember that. Right. So I think it's like a curious thing that I would see a crisis happening in 2024 cinematically and TV wide if these shows went on. Shows don't typically well, Smallville went on for years? ten years.
1: Yeah.
2: So it's it's a it's a long shot, but who knows? But anyways, go on. Where were we?
1: 2024. 2024. Um, but this so- is a. So 21, one, how, is, how is, 50 or whatever. How does he hate Barry Allen so much when Barry Allen, in essence, doesn't exist 136 years later? Wow. Does he have like some, like does the speed force slow him down from aging? Does he not, you know, does he go, the t- is there a time jump? Does a crisis do something? Who knows what it is? It just, it just kind of seems weird that he would hate him so much. Doesn't really refer to why. He says we're ne- we're nemesis, we're polar opposites, right? Whatever. We knew this, but why?
2: That and that might be something that we get some answers to next season, possibly. Um, which is it, it's it's curious. Um, so as I said, uh, it's it's comes to the the big decision of will bury, won't bury. Um, everybody seems to think like he should even though his dad says no don't do it so that's good um another thing that happened in this episode was the talk with Cisco um and Harrison Wells
1: Yeah that that was cool um we you know we saw that that other timeline happen where um where Harrison where Abarthon kills Cisco um There's that big tidal wave and Barry reveals himself to Iris as the Flash. um, And then Barry breaks the time barrier for the first time accidentally. Um, But the thing that carries on from that um, is the fact that Cisco remembers what happens and has these dreams of... Harrison Wells murdering him and that's what kind of starts it on the whole path of investigating Wells and then finding out that he is Oberon. A- A- um but as Wells reveals to him at the beginning of this episode of the season finale is that Cisco was affected by the the particle solar explo- exploding. And as we know, uh, as many of us know that um Cisco does become Vibe eventually in the show. Um a superhero in his own right with powers, um, and or more... a supervillain. He could become a supervillain. He could, um, but <clears throat> in the comics, Vibe is a good guy. Um, and the uh, and we'll get to Caitlin in a second um, and mention that because I don't think they would turn both of them into villains. Um, Vibe has Vibe has powers that can affect the Speed Force. Um, I guess vibration. <laughs> powers of course which we see um and as harrison well explains he that's why he's able to retain these thoughts uh these these memories of him being murdered by by dr wells he sees the
2: vibrations of time Mm -hmm. and um that's curious because then he can see into other timelines and um maybe he can help I don't patch, know. Did, patch pre- together things? Patch together things. Does he predict the future? Does he control those timelines? I don't Can know. Can he do anything like that? We don't know. Um, major, major
1: uh, developments will come in season two from that.
2: Yeah. I'm sure. And we've seen little, I, I believe we've seen like more allusions to it because he's worked in other episodes with vibrations. And he helped uh, Black Canary with her Canary Cry. Um, he developed that device to kind of stop the Pied Piper, mm-hmm. you know. And obviously, he's a, he's a techie geek. He's going to do these things to help people, but it feels like the things that he does create are more vibration based a lot of the times. Yeah. Um, so it's it's very cool. Um, I guess seeing Allusions. how that's going to develop yeah. more in the in the future, and that also gives you you know, we saw. Remember when we saw Doug Jones? And we we heard from Cisco, okay, he was in Starling City, but he has these powers. How far does the particle accelerator's thing go? Or are people just getting changed on their own? We'll answer that question and more
1: after these commercials. (laughs) There the bugger is. She's a big one, ain't she? Oy! Over 20 points of articulation. Great sculpting. And look at the paint job on her. We've been looking all over for this one. Let's get them in our sights and end this hunt now.
0: All right. All right. Steady. Steady now. Uh, got him! It's the pursuit of plastic. Listen
2: to the podcast from the creators of com. geek out about toy news, hunting, and histories on your favorite collectibles. <sighs>
0: With imagery and imagination, you can travel into the mind of a crying clown where words are a picture into the soul and where feelings are conveyed not through words but through stories. Explore the three topics everyone finds hard to understand. Life, love, and death. When it rains by Robert Gutzmer. Get it on Amazon and barnesandnobles.com.
2: Hi, I'm Chris and I'm Casey from Gourmet Scum Radio. We're true cousins talking about geeky pop culture stuff. You a fan of television, music, and movies of the 80s? <laughs> well, we are too. Do you like being transported to galaxies far, far away and the threat of troglodytes that go boom in the night? Well, we're going to geek out about it. Have you ever scared yourself listening to ska music while reading a comic book and sipping on a Tasty Jones soda? Then this is the podcast for you. Gourmet Scum Radio is here to tickle your holes and make you believe in dynamite explosions. Right Make sure to check us out on Stitcher. And iTunes. And follow us on Facebook and Twitter and check out our website at dontforgetatowel.com. You won't regret it!
0: All this Top 40 music is so boring. Geez, I sure wish I had something geeky to listen to. Well, I've got just the thing for you, stranger. Who are you and how did you get in my house? Don't even worry about that.
2: If you're looking for the latest, greatest, and geekiest podcast around, you should check out Those
0: Geeks You Know. Those geeks you know, wow. Three friends talking about comic books, movies, TV shows, all the things that I geek out about. But seriously, you got to leave now. Be sure to check out Those Geeks You Know on iTunes and
2: Stitcher. You can also like us on Facebook and Twitter and tell everybody
1: that you know. you you, got to leave. I called the cops. And we're back. Uh, so we're talking about the Flash and metas, metahumans, and how far the the reach of them is. You know, we originally thought that only the particle accelerator uh, created these 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 powers for normal humans, turned them into <clears throat> metahumans. Uh, but as Casey mentioned before the break, uh, Doug Jones's character Deathbolt showed up out of nowhere with powers, and he was reportedly not in that radius.
2: Right, but that means either the radius went too far, or the mutant thing—people are born that way—and but ah, it's so weird because it's like, why haven't we ever seen them before? I'm going to go right with, in order to not make my brain hurt even more about time paradoxes and whatnot. I'm going to say that it's the particle accelerator that just went a lot further than they thought. Yeah, that that will make things easier in my
1: brain right now. Leaking the leaking into water supplies, whatever. Right.
2: Um. So let's let's talk about. Um, so we talked about
1: Cisco, and uh, we talked about Eddie here. Talk about Caitlin.
2: Oh yeah, let's talk about Caitlin.
1: We have to. Um, as we'll mention in a little bit here, uh, we knew that Caitlin Snow would eventually become Killer Frost, like she does in the comics. Um, but now that we've kind of, it's been alluded that Cisco has gained some powers from the Paraglider Accelerator. Why hasn't she, or will she? Uh, and in Barry's Speed Force vision, we see her as Killer Frost. So a little, um, you know, a little thing from the future coming our way in season two. Uh, one of our favorite characters can become a bad guy. I actually don't think she will. And I, I actually hope she
2: doesn't. I hope that they literally, that was it. It was one timeline where she could have been Killer Frost, but she's not going to
1: be. We'll see, Um, especially with the fact that Killer Frost is uh, a Firestorm nemesis that would fit in a lot with uh, Firestorm being involved in the show, you know, the other shows. She also pursues him throughout the comics, Mm -hmm. uh,
2: Killer Frost does. So that that is a common theme,
1: though. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't think that they they would show it not to do something with it, but who knows? Yeah, but it might have been like, hey, guys, here's an Easter egg. Check it out. It could be, or, you know, the way they left off the episode, we don't know what, what's going to happen if Barry, cha- if everything changes when Barry seals it up, or, you know, if he seals, seals it up. If he seals it up, I'm, I'm sure he does, but I'm sure it might, maybe it changes things, maybe he goes through it and ends up somewhere else. Um, That's what I kind of um, wonder. So, we might see this alternate timeline for season two of, or maybe like half a season or whatever, um, of... of of these, what may have been or what could be, you know? So maybe, maybe we'll see that. I think
2: that would actually be pretty fun. Mm-hmm. If he, well, I mean, legends of tomorrow is probably going to do that a little bit more. Cause I'm thinking of like a sliders type situation where like legends of tomorrows look like sliders to me, right. where they go through different times where this could have happened in this dimension. I bury as much as it would be cool, I think it, let's keep it with Legends of Tomorrow. Um, let's go to the other visions, though, that he he had. So Killer Frost coming—that um, was cool. Uh, we saw the Flash Museum,
1: yeah, and the statue. That's that's cool. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's an Easter egg. That's a great one because yeah. <laughs> I mean that is the future of the Flash. Um, all in DC before the New Fifty Two pooped on. You know the the heroic. Um, status that that heroes have Um, you know dc was like the whole universe they love their heroes they built statues they built museums for them Um, so that was cool to see that
2: yeah i was i was very happy um we saw curious as, as curious as the killer frost one is we saw barry well little barry with joe or was it? Was it Barry? Because what he said? What did he say? He says that is Barry coming to stay with us, right? Which we don't know what that means. What? Did, Chris had an idea.
1: though. <laughs> a lot of people are talking about how it's Wally West. Uh, it would make a lot of sense, um, especially now that they they threw the Jake Garrick helmet out of the out of the wormhole at us. Um, so they, it's either they're just paying homage to all the different flashes. Um, so we see Barry and Jay and, and Wally. So, I mean, in the speed force, it is what happens or it could be what happens or what happened. Um, all these different timelines are now open for further exploration down the line. So it would be cool to see Wally West. Um, because, you know, he, he was my favorite flash growing up, uh, from the, from the Justice League cartoon. Um, and originally, we thought it would be a cool idea if Ezra, Ezra Miller was the was Wally West in the in the upcoming movie, but they've you know, confirmed they've
2: it's Barry confirmed, Allen, yeah. so that's not happening. Uh, we also saw Barry in jail, <laughs>
1: reverse, reverse roles with his, his father. Yeah, right? that was funny. That was kind of weird. I don't, I don't really know what to think about that. Uh, I don't
2: think anything. Yet no. again, I
1: think it's just a could be, could have been, might happen. We saw we saw that one scene from Legends of Tomorrow with uh, with the canary a white canary uh, Captain Cold uh, whatever uh, they're all there and then that huge robot stomps through the ceiling so this was something that you know including including when at the end of the show when they when everybody's looking up at the wormhole they show Hawkgirl um, um, would have made more sense if they would have shown that trailer at the end of the Arrow episode just so that. You know, normal viewers would be like, that's what that is. He's seeing that, you know, instead of, yeah, whatever. But it was cool to see that they actually included that in in the vision.
2: Yeah, and we also, um, we got a direct reference to Rip Hunter from Harrison, uh, who says that, Rip Hunter is a time master, and he created the time machine. He would
1: have been proud of proud of you for making this time machine, or right?
2: Something like that, um, which is which is cool. I also liked. I, I don't know why I didn't get it until the ending, when the the time machine looks exactly like. H.G. Wells' time time machine. Yes. And then I was like, oh, Harrison Wells. Oh, wait a second. I don't know why it took me an entire season to get that H.G. Wells reference.
1: <laughs> it's it's a very cool reference. Um, and the time machine is actually looks almost exactly like the one that Rip Hunter has in the Legends of Tomorrow trailer. I think it was the exact same thing.
2: Because we don't see that full... Do we see the full time machine in Legends of Tomorrow trailer, or do we just see that little part where he walks by it? Yeah, I thought because I think it was just like they just took that part from the Flash and just put it into that trailer.
1: I, I don't know because really, I mean, when he, when Barry comes full force out of the out of the Speed Force and punches, punches punches it through the time machine, breaking it. That was awesome. Um, that was that was really cool. So I mean, that that time machine gets. Fucked up. Um, so it's not the same one apparently, but maybe, maybe um, because Cisco apparently would be the one who created the time machine in the first place. So it's another time paradox, right? Like, where that idea comes from, or the look of it. Um, I want. I do want to say something about um, the effects in um, with 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 Harrison Wells. Is that whole flash ring? Is, <laughs> it's just so cool um, when he like <laughs> shoots it out and like runs into it uh, it's 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 so comic booky it's so it's such a good tribute to uh, what the flash eventually does and I, I'm hoping that they take that ring now that that Harrison Wells is gone and they use it
2: well I thought it was funny that Cisco's like how do you do it well I don't want to know and I'm just like no take that ring and make it because that
1: is Ah, oh, because that was like, one of my favorite comic book moments. Do I not want it? He's, yeah. he's like <laughs> torn, and it's really funny when he's having that conversation. <laughs> that
2: was uh oh, that ring was so cool. Yeah, <laughs> that is um, yeah. So let's let's talk about the the Jay Garrick helmet because I I don't think it's an Easter egg. I think it's not because with with him saying with Harrison Wells saying this is my cue to leave. He has met Jay Garrick before. You know what I mean. Like, how else would he recognize that helmet? Which means that that's a
1: 1940s Flash. It's an it's an it's another Earth Flash.
2: It's another Earth Flash. But the other thing that's weird about it, it's another Earth Flash, right? But it's, I guess, like Harrison Wells must have gone to this other Earth at some point because otherwise, it's like, well, we actually did have heroes exist in the 40s that we don't know about in 2015, right? Like, which is also crazy. Because then, why doesn't anyone know about it? Was he a clandestine? hero that just kind of was so fast. I mean, he didn't have to get caught on cameras. There was no cameras back then. Like they are readily available now. Nobody's got smartphones. So was there a flash back in the day that existed that saved people that now either exists solely in the speed force or he has died off or, or what, but him saying that this is my cue to leave. He has come across this flash before. And at what point does that character enter into this new flash's world if he does but you would think that throwing such a, a blatant uh, you know showing of him that we're going to see him in future season
1: yeah i i also you know whether or not harrison wells has traveled through time or or really met him at least being from the future he knows of the past and what's happened no matter what you know timeline or whatever has happened. So if it gets to the point where Harrison, where exists in the future, um, he can look back on the on the records and know what happened. So I guess maybe um, with with <clears throat> Legends of Tomorrow happening and all this all this new time travel theory not theory but time travel happening, a lot of things can either change in the timeline or we'll see why why Jay Garrick and where and when he exists.
2: Yeah, and like let's let's talk a little bit about. I know we're talking about Legends of Tomorrow, and it's not the Flash, but there's so many things that can change now, time wise and dimension wise. That Flash has brought up that they're kind of you know stuck together. Two things, questions that I have: How does Eobard Thawne get Flash powers? Because that's a question in itself. Is it easy to do it in the future? Is this just a thing? I don't know. The other thing is is that. Constantly throughout the season, from episode one on, Gideon shows us the 2024 time date of when the Flash disappears because of a crisis. Right. Like, those words are brought about. Later on, we see it gumming further that Iris West Allen wrote it. We also see the name of... Uh, we definitely see the name of Hot Girl.
1: We see Wayne Wayne Enterprises merging with Queen with Queen Consolidated. Yeah. So in
2: 2024, there. So it
1: does say that. So that we do see Bruce Wayne in that. We see the word the name Wayne.
2: All right. So maybe this is yet again. If you listen to our our uh, Arrow podcast, we were talking about how like DC may have all along had this giant plan of slowly leaking information out that's going to tie the cinematic universe with the with the television universe and maybe now with the success of these shows Arrow going to season 4, Flash going to season 2, Legends Tomorrow and Supergirl all coming, maybe they're slowly going okay, maybe we can kind of like we've done testing the waters, maybe we can start throwing in these other themes cuz now in Supergirl they have blatantly named Superman Kal-El. If we see an allusion to Wayne Enterprises in Flash, we know that, that that happens at some point. Anyways, I don't want to get too far into that. I want to talk about in 2024, if Barry goes away for a crisis and maybe quite possibly he goes to the year 2150, which is the year that him and uh, Eobard, I don't know, become evil f- nemesis is against each other Mm. like what happens do we see that future in legends of tomorrow does flash show up because he shows up clearly in the trailer of uh,
1: legends of tomorrow maybe we get a whole backstory for eobard in legends of tomorrow it'd be interesting um the thing about it is like it is a mid-season show so it's going to be a limited number of episodes which
2: i think is probably better yeah
1: no Especially for something episodes. that scope, that yeah. scope of the show, I can also see Legends Tomorrow maybe going around uh, and fixing some of the things that Barry may fuck up with the tiny whininess
2: this, of it all. Yeah, as Doctor Who would say,
1: "Yeah, you're going to clean up these little plot points um, <laughs> that you know make let make them make more sense um, and just just small things like that." Um, but like you said, I would I would love to see them go to you know kind of, like, address this whole thing with Eobard Thawne or Jay Garrick and see what happens. Yeah, it's going to be... Because we do see... Remember, we see in the one battle, there is a Flash running around, but we don't know if that's Barry or not. Yeah, it is. He stops. He does? Okay. Yeah, he does stop. Okay. It's
2: Barry. Barry is... He's in that episode with the giant robot foot,
1: which I believe will be... The season premiere?
2: I believe it's the season premiere. What I'm questioning is, where are they? And when are they? Right. You know what I mean? Because are they going to go and just keep messing with the time, or is that during our time and we just learn about Vandal Savage and he's been existing in a, yet another DC city? You know what I mean? That's what I'm curious about with that first uh, episode, but we won't know for another uh, six months.
1: Here's what's really curious is that if Oliver's not putting on that costume, how how are they doing that that intro to that trailer? <laughs> But we also see him in a different
2: costume. We I know. see a costume that's a mix between the hood yep. and his uh, you know, Arrow Al Ghoul outfit. Yep. So it's more green, but it's got a bigger hood. Yep. I that's his new arrow outfit, not the old one. This is the new
1: one. This is green arrow outfit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, it, it really it's gonna be interesting to see where they start the show off at. So
2: Right. So as far as um is Barry goes, what other predictions do you see
1: for next season? I I would I think that we're going to see the way they left the season off with him kind of going into that time jump. Is that um, what
2: that was? Was that just the larger wormhole? It's a
1: wormhole. Okay. I mean, it's we don't know what it is really. I mean, it's it's opening up. It's going to swallow the earth. But where does it go? Munchkin Land. You know? It could, yeah. It could go to Oz. <laughs> you know? Um, it could go anywhere. Um, so I, th- who knows? He could with the Jay Garrick helmet popping out of nowhere, I could see them maybe doing an alternate Earth um, to start introducing people to the multiverse uh, idea slowly, like they did with the New 52. Um, and they started with Earth 2 doing that. Um, so that's, that's, that could be a really smart move, um, that he gets swallowed up by it, um, that he seals it, but he gets swallowed up by it and he ends up in another, another timeline. Um, and then has to find his way back. Question: Mm -hmm. Is the timeline
2: that Barry came back from after not saving his mom the same timeline which he left?
1: We have to we have to assume it is Um, because he goes, um, and this is this something we didn't even mention. Like he goes to save his mom, he's there, and future Barry says stop. He says do not come in here, let it happen. And it's sad because like this whole reason he went back there to save his mom, and he has to let his mom die right in front of him. You know, so it's, um, I believe that it's the same timeline, um, because we're, we're watching the whole thing, you know, all the scenes happen. they're letting Thawne go, getting the time machine, and Barry comes back and punches him in the face, so, um. I would, I would assume so, too. I assume so. I was kind of being double advocate. I am curious as to,
2: well, guess I'm not. Future, future Barry would know that younger Barry is coming to Save his mom. So yeah, I guess that that makes sense to me. That's actually not too much of a
1: paradox. Yeah, I I could see more of of whatever happens when he gets to the top of those of his jumping, which was amazing to watch. Um, uh, of all the debris into that wormhole. Oh yeah. So I think think I think either like there's something where he can spend time out of like spends time differently, does some kind of Superman thing. I I don't know. It's. It's really kind of up in the air, and I'm really excited to see where that goes. It would be curious if the first episode of the next season was him on Earth too.
2: Right, exactly. Like, not even, you don't even, I mean, we'd probably have to see the other guys, just because it's the CW. you got to show everybody's face. But um, it would be you, very curious just to see none of those people. You see Jay Garrick. But. I don't know.
1: But this also goes back to the idea that he saw the Killer Frost uh, vibe, um, you know, whether or not they become that in the normal Earth, this could be... This Earth 2 could be kind of a parallel Earth to where he lives, and you have his friends are villains, and things are different. So yeah. that could be one way to do it, and Jay Garrick is there as, like, the mentor to the Flash. The powers were created differently. I, You know, there's different ways to do it, so... The, uh... You want to go off that rumor? <laughs> Which one?
2: The John oh, Wesley shit yeah, as 90s Flash...
1: Um. I yeah. I I think that would be kind of a cool thing to see. Maybe that um, there there was a flash back in the day. Maybe it was, I don't know. Maybe they could tie it in that John Wesley ship was is Jay Garrick. Um, whatever, whatever it is. Um, he'd well, be Bart Allen, right? No, Bart Allen's from the future. Um,
2: or here, what is the other Allen? What's his dad's name? Shit. I don't even remember his. I can't members? remember either. But he's not—he's not Barry Allen in the show. Whatever Allen he is in the '90s show, he's Barry Allen, is he? Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, he's Harry Allen, and I—I um, <laughs> th-
1: I think that this one—it it was really funny to bring Mark Hamill in as the trickster and be like, yeah, he was a—he was a villain from the past, and he did all of these crime sprees and stuff. But they never mentioned that there was a flash there to stop him. <laughs> um, but it was really cool to see. An, a golden age trickster. Um, <laughs> so, especially in the form of Mark Hamill, that was amazing. Um, that was one of the best episodes. Yeah, and it's just I, there's that rumor is is fun, but I, I just don't. I don't think so. Either. I don't see any real.
2: I think everyone's just wishing that John Wesley's Ship will put back on the uh, that, on the outfit. That outfit, yeah. <laughs> um, which a lot of people. I was reading this morning, actually. That people hate his outfit, and that they think it looks stupid, and then they hate grad, and like the effects aren't good, and it's just like, what? Like, what are you talking about? Like, what do you want?
1: I, you know what I mean? <laughs> I, I just want to say, you know, sometimes it's good to take a step outside your basement, and get some sun, because you know, lack of sunshine really fucks with your brain. Come on, come on, guys, what do you want? You you ask for like you ask for these these shows to be more faithful, and not everything's be dead on to the comics. But it's like, come on, you're going to argue against the show that everybody loves, you know, that everybody is giving great reviews of. Week after week, it's exciting. They they do fantastic things. They 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 tackle the sci-fi aspects. Um, they throw a goddamn gorilla with telepathic powers tele- telepathic powers in there. Um, yeah, so his or, his origin's not from that stupid gorilla city. Who wants to see something that weird and obscure? Nobody's going to understand that. I thought it's a much better um, idea of what they went with in the show because it makes more sense in a real, more real world which, you know, we're diverting from as from the Arrowverse but that's also how the Arrowverse is starting to evolve as well thanks to this show. So... I mean, this is the same reason you're going to find these nerds in line at the DC movies the first day. They're going to be bitching about it the whole time they're in line until they see the movie and they're going to bitch about it anyhow. So you're not going to make everybody happy. Well, it's it just, it's, it's, it's ridiculous to even address these, these people because it's like they want it and then they don't want it. So, you know, you know, forget that. It's just,
2: One of the things I thought was really funny, I was listening to DC movie news and the, uh, the host was like, if, The people who make these movies and the directors, the writers, and all of that, if you could do it, then you would be doing it. They're the reason why those people have those jobs and you don't. You know what I mean? Like, you're not always going to get exactly what you want. Like, your killer croc, I don't know what the fuck you were thinking of what your killer croc was going to look like in Suicide Squad, but he looks like a crocodile. I'm good. Does he look like a... You know, 800-pound beast? No. Would it have been cool? Yes, but he still is a crocodile. I'm fine with that.
1: I found an action figure that looks just like the one from the movie. I mean, it's like there are so many different versions of these and characters. And your Joker looks right. like the Joker. Exactly.
2: <laughs> like, it's- yeah, he's got a damaged tattoo on his forehead, which is stupid, but I don't care. He looks like the Joker. Jared Leto has yet to fail anybody as an actor. Right. <laughs> like, out of anybody. We, Jared Leto's perfect act.
1: I want to make this really clear. I've had a lot of frustration with comic books lately, not because of the way you know you can change characters, you can change the way they look. If you don't accept the way they look, you are not really a true comic fan because it's like they will change over the course of time, no matter what. But it's like with the, like something like with Marvel's doing with humans and like the whole thing with um, Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch. You're you're you can't change something that's so. Engraved into like comic history, and expect fans to accept that—that's fine. I that that angers me. But the fact that you can't accept like you think that like say Heath Ledger Joker is a great Joker, I I, I have to disagree. There's only like Mark Hamill is a great Joker because of the voice. The voice, of Mark the voice of, <laughs> that's that's different because right. the lines are better. The he's more like the Joker. How about Bruce
2: Tim's
1: Joker? Yes, Bruce Tim's Joker, Joker <laughs> is the best. <laughs> like mainstream like um yeah version Bruce of Tim that character and,
2: and paul Denny's joker is the be- i mean we've already talked about it the arkham series yeah. is the best interpretations of every one of those characters
1: i just i i just want i just want to understand like understand let's reel it back yeah let's reel it back <laughs> let's say that yes if the joker didn't have that stupid tattoo on his forehead that's one thing but we haven't even seen him act yet so don't don't fucking talk about it, you know. And, and as so far as the flash
2: goes, if you if you're a Flash comic book fan, this Flash is very um faithful. I know a lot of people like I've never seen uh who he was in Glee, but apparently Grant Gustin was a bad guy in Glee and he was a bad guy in nine oh two one oh. And then he came in and he and yeah, right, and then he read for um because I was listening to After Buzz on uh, the Popcorn Talk Network, and they were t- they were talking with the casting director for all these shows, and how hard is it to get the right people and everything like that. And he had he had casted him on um, on and and he had cast him on on Glee. And he said that I had always thought about him as being Barry Allen, but it's only because he's the nicest guy outside of those roles, and that's who obviously they went and picked him, and everybody who had maybe known Grant Gustin as before those characters, maybe couldn't have seen it, but I think everybody, even the, even the critics that I've read, I have never seen one person say that they do not like Grant Gustin as Barry Allen. I've never seen anyone complain about it. They might complain about the suit, they might complain about Gorilla Grod, CGI, all that stuff, but nobody has any complaints about Grant Gustin, and I think that he is probably the best interpretation of that character that we're going to see. What, they, what, they, what
0: do they want for
1: Gorilla Grod? They want some guy in a gorilla suit? I don't Maybe, know. You don't, think they would just... uh, yeah,
2: don't worry about it. God <laughs> damn it. But um, <laughs> it'll be interesting to see what happens when. Uh, Ezra Miller, who is a fantastic actor, will be playing um, mm-hmm. Barry Allen in the movie,
1: and he's got and that and that and that casting's got a lot of flock. You know, it's
2: uh, well, it's heavy shoes to fill
1: at this point. At that, I mean, at the time that they cast
2: him, there was no Flash TV show, but it's very interesting what we're going to get um, from that movie, just to see what it's going to be like. But anywho, um, so final thoughts on the Flash season finale? You know, season one. What do you got?
1: Amazing, I um I, I haven't seen a TV show like this, you know, regardless if it's comic book or not, um, in a few years, uh, it's 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 great, and I, I've it's a season finale that just left me with my jaw open and just wanting more, um, and I just I just really hope they can stay consistent um, in the next season, episode after episode, and that, I think that's what really made it special for me. It's just like even if like one episode was not as solid as the others, it was still a fully solid season. It was just, what's your final rating? A plus. I agree. Yeah. A A plus. I mean, um,
2: like you said, consistency, I think is the reason why this show is so good and so up there. And I think it's because it's the most, fantastical out of all the shows Mm -hmm. you mean the walking dead is real arrow is real uh agents of shield is mostly real which is its problem so like this is the most fantastical comic book type show and i think it's why it does so well but also all the characters are very fun to watch on screen all the
1: actors do a fantastic job and the writing the writing is just it's the writing is better than what they do on arrow even um and it's just it's solid Right, it's funny, and I think it's the humor that really set this show aside uh, from from its you know predecessor and the competition. So, um, well, that's the other thing. Just one more thing is like people don't want humor in their comic books. I do because it it's a full package. You know, it's it just makes you know you have your, your tension and you have your humor, and that's right. that's how you have a f- well rounded comic book TV show. So this has been our flash podcast you can check out our other
2: podcast um we did an arrow one previously to this we will definitely be doing more related to these shows and when supergirl comes out and the movies actually start hitting you know continue to listen to us on uh talk um this is part of our larger podcasting network um what are the other shows that we have chris
1: we have those geeks you know um <clears throat> we have gourmet scum radio and the pursuit of plastic Yes. And you can listen to both of these on
2: iTunes and on Stitcher. Um, if you happen to be an iTunes person, please leave us comments, rate, review us. Uh, we love the feedback. It only helps us get better. Um, we also, if you have any questions, you want to talk about your predictions for next season, feel free to uh, add us on DFAT Towel on our Twitter. You can... Uh, Interact with us there. I'm at Chaz Voltaire on Twitter. Um, you can also
1: email us. What's the email, Chris? Uh, it's info at don'tforgetatowel.com. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram under the same Twitter handle as we have, the D F A T O W E L. Uh, Facebook, Don't Forget A Towel 1. So, all that great social media. Um, and just, you know, we want to hear what you like, what you don't like. And this is Chris signing off. This is Casey as the Fastest Man Alive.